Hello and welcome to this, episode 4 of Super Freak Media's monthly podcast, No Ghouls Allowed. This month we are going to be talking about unpopular opinions. We've each brought something to the table that we are adamant is true, but nobody else is going to agree with us, in theory. Unless Charlie and I have got something similar, because she's given me like the, the weird eye across the room. <laughs> That's just the way she looks. Sorry, standard Charlie. Um, we're also going to be having a quick chat about what we've been up to, and unfortunately this week Richard isn't with us, so it's just myself, Liam, and Charlie, the three amigos, the three musketeers. Did you forget our names Three then? blind mice. I think we should just take a minute of silence. For I Richard? Th- yeah, I think the, the viewers would love that. On the podcast yeah. that they're listening to. Just amazing. To be fair, he's not seen anything anyway, so... <laughs> it's very true. He's probably still listening to that audiobook. Anyway. Oh, 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 oh. We love you, Rich. <laughs> love you soon. <laughs> so, what have we been up to since last time? Oh, God, don't add to me. Okay, um, what have I been up to? I filmed for Pandemonium, which was super cool, with uh, Maiko Entertainment. Um, which is MJ Dixon and I wanted to work with him for a long long time so it was nice to finally get on set with him and yeah the character I was playing is Carol from HR and I would describe her as an assault on every sense she is (laughs) (laughs) she's she's a woman Um, so yeah I was uh, I was very happy to be on set and it was awesome and I had a lovely day into the very early hours of the morning down in Milton Keynes. So, so is, this a, is this a feature? It is a feature, oh, yes. Oh, exciting. Yeah, so. Second feature of the year? If you count You Are My Sunshine? Because, yeah, I'd say I'm going to count You Are My Sunshine because it's still, it's almost, it, there's almost a picture wrap, isn't there? Yes, yeah, almost. Yeah, so I'm going to say it's my second feature of the year, Excellent. even though yeah, I filmed no, for Sunshine very well. last year. Choice. Thanks. Done a lot of good stuff. Um, we also went to Horicon, didn't we, darling? Yeah, so um, in Sheffield, it was a couple of weekends ago now. Yes. So one, one week in May, one weekend in May, we, um, Horicon is hosted at the Magna Centre in Sheffield, which I think is probably the best horror convention in England. Uh, controversial. But <laughs> they always get really, really cool guests and there's a lot of great stalls and uh, the talks were amazing. We got to meet some amazing people. Yeah, there were some really good guests there this time. Uh, we got our photo with Dennis O'Hare from uh, American Horror Story and Corey Feldman as yes. well, who strangely looked a lot like Michael Jackson in person, which, yes. was, which was very strange. And he's a lot smaller than I thought he would be. Oh, he's so small. He's so tight. He's so probably small. the same height as me, and I'm five foot four and a half. Wears sunglasses indoors as well, which is always All useful. Great. So, yeah, he, he, was, he was pretty pretty rad. We um, met Dario, well, we both met Dario Argento, didn't we? Yeah, met, was... met Dario Argento, which was something great off the director's bucket list, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he did a talk as well, uh, spoke about Suspiria, Jalo, Deep Red, all, um, all those sorts of good things. So that was that was crazy cool because yeah. he was such a like a wise old guy who He's you could just so tell cool. had seen horror like change through the years. So that was that was really cool. But we only went to one day, didn't we, yes. this year? Which was good, because last year we went and I think we could have put yeah. a deposit down on a house with the amount of money that we spent. <laughs> yeah, we did very well this year, not spending, spending yeah, we met, too, too much. Yeah, we met Scout. Scout Taylor Compton, yeah. so Laurie from the Halloween remake. Yeah, it sounds like the calibre of guests is yeah, it's, yeah. It's really good. Really, really good. We met uh, Jennifer Rubin as well, didn't we, who played yes. Taryn in Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. So I was very excited to meet her. Yeah. She was very, very cool. She she was amazing yeah. uh, in in person as well. Like everyone was super friendly. I think that's that's what's nice, and you can just tell that you're surrounded by people who are equally as interested in horror as you are. So yeah. it's just a really really great atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but we did that. Uh, I guess more locally as well. The there was the twenty four hour film contest by Five Lamps Films which uh, me and Charlie were actually asked to be guest judges on. Yes, we so can, we can cool. out ourselves yeah. now. We've, we've been sworn to secrecy. We didn't, yeah, we didn't obviously <clears> speak <throat> about it before because we knew some of the people that were entering, but that was really cool. And mm. we got to got to see uh, who, was, who was entering, kind of what they'd come up with in the time. And I think that was the 10th year as well, wasn't it, this year? So yeah. huge shout out to Five Lamps Films because they've been going for that long. And it's always an amazing event, so that was nice to... 
to see the high quality of, of content that yeah. was made. And it was actually nice to see other people's films and judge them instead of yeah, being staying judged. awake yeah. and being really tired. And... Yeah, I slept so well that weekend, <laughs> so everyone who entered, well done. Well done for getting your films across the line. But yeah, no, that, that was good. And so then Favourite yeah. film of the five lamps then, can you tell us? My yeah. my top one was, and I'm really sorry if the people are listening that I've got the title completely wrong, but I think it was called "I Daydream Today." I daydream that I killed Tom from work or killed Tom from my office. I'm really sorry. I, I think it's probably, Tom from work. Yeah, yeah. But that I thought that was kind of funny. It, it had a bit of a vibe about like Wanted. It looked like the bit in Wanted where James McAvoy kind of decks his manager. Yeah, with a keyboard. It was, it was, it was a black quite, comedy. Yeah, in black office, comedy. It was funny. Which, yeah, which was quite enjoyable. Yeah, I, I thought it was shot quite nicely as well. So that was my favourite. I personally enjoyed the viewing, <laughs> which was absolutely crazy. It was like, a lot to, of fun. To summarise, I guess, kind of what happens, this guy goes for a house viewing and he's being shown around by this guy who's absolutely mental, but so, so funny. And as he's doing stuff, you realise that the people in this house are actually part of a cult and they're all just ascending. So they all just slowly (laughs) commit suicide as he's going around the house. And then there's like a weird puppet monster at the end. It's just, yeah, it's everything that I could ever want. Oh, that sounds brilliant. You'd absolutely love it. That that was one that I think I watched thinking, yeah, Jonna would like I think the comedy this year was really like high up there. Like there there weren't that many serious films. I think everyone played for comedy, which was interesting to see. The last couple of years that we entered when we came third one year and the year that we won there was a lot of horror or sci-fi or like more social realism stuff whereas yeah. I think everyone kind of went a bit I think more everyone down the comedic was just having route. a good time yeah, yeah with it this year which, which was which it. was nice to see yeah it seemed like there were a lot of new teams entered as well oh yeah 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 there was it 24 entered but there was yeah. 20 films yeah. that got past the line so that's I think that's got to be a record for Fun. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I think they said yeah, it was the most that I'd ever entered. So that was that was amazing to see. I yeah. think it, it does just grow though, doesn't it? Every year, like the you see the caliber of the, of the people who are entering, mm-hmm. the the quality of the films, everything. It's uh, yeah, it is really good to see. Yeah. But I guess speaking on films, <laughs> we uh, have also been gearing up for three shoots next month. So there's been a lot of stuff happening behind the, the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> So we've been quite ambitious. We're shooting a sci-fi and two horror films in June. So that's going to be good. So and you're next in podcast. Two of them. <laughs> yeah, you are. Rock on. Hey. Um, so that's going to be amazing. Getting to work with you in that way. Hey. Very nice. But yeah. So what about you? What have you been what up to? What have I been up to? We uh, I mentioned last time. I'm trying to think if I if I mentioned this last time or not, or if I just finished it or was just about to do it, but I. We shot a little western with Ollie Griffiths. Like uh, a western. Like a western. Not that kind of western. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like an actual western um, where I get to play basically the opposite of my character from Enemies with Ollie as well. So, so you're an being absolute bastard. Absolute bastard. Which is nice. Bastard. Yes. Um, because it, it's nice to play the bastard every now and then. Yeah, you're always the good guy. I think because you're just a good guy anyway. Because <laughs> you just look yeah, like a nice yeah. dude. About that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, plot yeah. twist. Turns out, bastard. <laughs> bastard. Um, so we did that. We um, we went to the Nexus Film Awards as well. Oh my yes, god! How did yeah. we completely skirt um, past which, that? Mm. Uh, Enemies was nominated for quite a few awards. I think the most awards yeah. out yeah, of any film, though, awards, yeah. which was pretty cool. Was yeah, well deserved though. It's an amazing yeah. film. And Best Friends Forever was nominated for four and won three. three. Yes, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was um, crazy because Liam was late. I picked up the award. Hey, to be honest, almost didn't end up going. So it was a very happy accident <laughs> that I did end up going because. We uh we did we did quite well there. Yeah, what so did we get? We got best horror slash thriller. Yeah, best, best thri- uh, horror slash thriller. Sound. Best sound. Uh, best sound design slash mix. Best editing. Whoop. As well. So, yeah, amazing, amazing work. That's Congrats, team. Go go go. Go team. That's five awards now for best friends forever. 
and not that I'm keeping score because I'm like multi-award-winning <laughs> films <laughs> super yeah. competitive and it's still racking up the views on YouTube which is nice like 158,000 yes. mm. the last time it's I checked earlier actually nice. I had a little cheeky nice. reshare she checks Twitter. every day yeah 100% I it is nice and it's it's weird this one because when Mr. Creek got that spike in views it was very mm. much because it was shared by IGN shared it and then BuzzFeed shared it this seems a lot more this organic one, I think yeah it just seems to have either word of mouth or it's popped up on recommended videos and people mm. have clicked on it so yeah it, it's yeah. nice that that one found its own audience yeah I'm still getting messages now like I got a message from somebody who I've worked with on um, an audio series, Alan. Hi, Alan. Um, I, yeah, got a message from him the other day to say he'd seen it at Nexus, and he was like, oh, my God, it was so good. So, like, even now, still, mm. there's people that haven't seen it that I've yeah, either worked with or I know there. somehow that are, are dropping me messages to say they've seen it, which is crazy cool. It's been, yeah, it's been really positive, because, I mean, in all honesty, behind the scenes, it was a bit of a tricky production, because mm. we did end up shooting it a year prior, and then reshot it, because... I think there were things we wanted to change and we knew that we could maybe do a little bit bit better. Um, so I think it's nice to see because that hard work is then worth it, I guess. If yeah. You, you, you've, mm. um, you're getting that recognition um, and the support's always appreciated. So, yeah, it's nice to, nice to see. Have we seen anything since last time? Because I know I've got a couple of things that I've seen I that I want to have a quick have chat to, about. Well, Avengers... Seen Avengers since last time. Is that since last time? Yeah. I don't know. Is that, yeah. Is that since last time? We were gearing up to watch it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Went to see Avengers. In case anybody hasn't seen it, I'm not going to say anything about it, but I cried for pretty much the last hour solid. Yeah. And that's the only spoiler you're getting from me. I feel me. like it's been a whole lot longer than like a month since I've, I saw that film. That seems so weird. Yeah, it, was, it only came out, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, because we were, we were watching, we were, we were talking about Pet Cemetery and Us before, mm, yeah. and then the next film we went to see was Dumbo with my mom, and mm. then we went to see Avengers. Yeah. Of course, Game of Thrones has finished as well. I'm, st- I'm getting there. I'm on series four. Oh. I'm on series four, so I've had so the you're Red Wedding. Three, then. I am, I'm nearly there. So mm. I've had the Red Wedding, which was totally unnecessary I was not prepared for that at all I actually had to like google a few things afterwards to check that people who died were actually dead I was like no 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 so didn't accept the red wedding and um I think I'm probably allowed to say this Joffrey's just been so literally one of my favorite things that was the best thing ever now I've seen a clip of that I haven't watched any Game of Thrones yet but that's like you know one of the clips that keeps coming up on Facebook and I I don't even know who he is but I think it's fitting I knew he died (laughs) but I didn't know when but I had a feeling it was after the wedding or at the wedding and then I was like it's happening! <laughs> so excited when he died. It is. But then, of it's course, the only time that you can actually watch a child die and go, "This is yes! good. This is good news." Yeah, but then I'm still at the point where I don't. I, he must get away with it because he always does. But I'm at the point where they're very much blaming Tyrion. Okay. But Jamie's back now with his cool. gold hand cool, and cool, 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 cool. him and uh, no doubt, no doubt. Him and Cersei had a nice little sexual reunion at the side of. Joffrey's dead body, which was lovely. I feel like we're getting very specific now. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm going to so talk about Game of Thrones. Let's maybe just stop. <laughs> I am just going to say one thing about the uh, the last season of Game of Thrones. So have you finished it, it then completely? I've, I've finished right it. At the end. Were you disappointed? Because a lot of people were. Okay, um, I was not disappointed in how it ended, mm. but I was sort of disappointed with how quickly it got there. Yeah. So that's all. I don't want to say much else. Because there's only people... six... There's only six episodes. I think so many people have kind of said that, like, it just, they tied everything up all in kind of one swift go. Everything that happened made sense for the characters. But it could have happened a little bit more progressively. If it happened slower, Mm. it would have made more sense. Yeah. But, episode five, literally some of the best TV I've ever seen. Really? Just, um, effects-wise, like, some of the editing in there, absolutely ridiculous. Like, it would not look out of place on the big screen because like, so so I've got a week off from the day job next week so Game of Thrones week <laughs> it's literally I think we're at a place where TV is nearly as if not as cinematic as yeah. what we see at the cinema so good I mean things like Stranger Things if you think about the production mm. design behind that and obviously Game of Thrones like 
they're whole worlds that are being created now with visual effects, which is like by by studios that do the the effects for the movies. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's insane. It's nice to see a that that gap has closed, but then yeah. also b that actors who before wouldn't be seen dead on TV. Yeah. Are taking the TV roles. Yeah. Because yeah, well, I feel like it, it's leading. There's a nice kind of backwards and forwards with some of yeah. actors, isn't there now Definitely. with TV mm. and film? And it doesn't feel forced, I guess. Uh, another thing that I've been watching, uh, because we got a now TV pass for Game of Thrones because we're cheap and don't have Sky. <laughs> That's what um, I did too. <laughs> hey. uh, we've been watching Chernobyl. Oh, I need oh, to watch apparently this. That's the second highest rated show on HBO, isn't oh, it? Ever. So- like I, I'm sure be... I read something earlier that said it's it's made HBO and Sky the most money yeah. out of anything it's crazy. ever. It I've is... not even seen the trailer, and I feel bad because I'm just seeing really good stuff about it. But it's kind of come out from nowhere, though, hasn't it? Like as far yeah. as I'm concerned, like I haven't seen anything really like you. Is I haven't good? seen a trailer or anything. It, it's bleak. But yeah, it is. But it's going to be, isn't oh, it? Oh, so good. So is it about the disaster itself, then, or the aftermath, or both? It's about the disaster itself, and then the aftermath. But then I didn't realise just how close it came to being so much more of a disaster than it was. Really? Um, And I don't know if either of you guys watch Friday Night Dinner. No. No. Um, Which... It's got the guy my... from in between us in there, isn't it? Yeah, it's that one. Got, yeah, um, yeah. Simon Bird. Simon Bird. <laughs> one of one of my favourite commenters on TV, and the dad in that is just hilarious. Um, but he's in Chernobyl, and he plays a character that is like a million miles away. Very he's... serious, that mate. Very serious. Yeah. So, so well done. And I think that one thing that I really like about it is the fact that nobody does a faux Russian accent. <laughs> nobody. Everyone plays it British. Oh, oh, oh. which works. It okay. really works. Oh, amazing! Because I think it would have taken something away if yeah. People, well, they're doing they're talking like this, and it is. Uh, why? Pulled me up on on the impression right. I did on the last podcast, but we're gonna keep that one in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so good. And I'm just gonna tell you one thing about it, which okay. uh, amazed me. At Chernobyl, the first thing that happened was the they had the the incident. We'll call it that. Yeah. And they went. They used a, basically a Geiger counter. But they called it something different. Yeah. To measure the radiation. Yeah. It went up to three point six. Now the Geiger counter they got only went up to three point six. <sighs> oh so no. Their response was, "Oh, three point six. Not great, but not horrendous." When they finally got a proper no. one in, fifteen thousand. <gasps> no. <laughs> so, oh my god. This is the thing. They were. He was so sort of adamant that. This couldn't happen. Shit. That the readings must be false. Yeah. Or, no, you're mistaken. It's not It's not actually blown. It's not blown up. You're mistaken. It's just the water. It's, it, oh, it can't possibly. Oh, my gosh. But, oh my yeah, God. horrendous. The only reason that it actually got out uh, into the wider world that they knew about it was because it was picked up by a, a nuclear facility in Sweden. Ah. <sighs> Otherwise, Jeez they were trying Louise. to keep it a secret, which is just crazy. That's, that's scary, isn't it? I mean, we know someone who's actually been to Chernobyl, and like, because you can do those like experience yeah. days there. And I'm not gonna lie, part of me wants to do it, but then also part of me is like, is this gonna have an effect on me? There's a thing on Netflix and I called think... Dark Tourist, and he—I mm. don't know if he goes. I don't think he goes to Chernobyl. I think he goes to Japan. He does Fukushima. Yeah. Yeah. And. That was You can only awful. be there for like so many hours though, can't you? And then Yeah, yeah but they had like the Geiger counters sure and there. it was like they went into one area and it went and it went up and I was like, No, get out, you're gonna that's not okay. I think that it's getting to a point though with like the decay where they're gonna have to stop even doing that though for for some period of time. Like I, I think they're they're gonna have to stop doing like those tours and, right. and things. Uh, but I mean I think a lot of them are probably done not yeah. legit anyway. But yeah, I mean the the photos, you know, you know, Kara, yeah. who we know, the photos that she took there were insane. Like, because everything's just left, isn't yeah. it? Like, there's literally still dinners, like, well, tables set for dinner, and because, uh, because assume, people were just like, you need to go. People thought they were coming back. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they didn't know what had happened. So it, it's crazy. Yeah, but I think in its own way, that is one of the scariest things I've seen because yeah. it's sort of oh my, that that could have been. Yeah, so much worse. Mm. And it's the fact that we we've caused it and we're doing it, and like and we're still using. Yeah, 
Nuclear power, yeah. And we're probably only... Like, what about the ones that we don't know how close we've got? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, there's um, there's the famous story of the the Russian missile, isn't there, where their, their, their location equipment malfunctioned and they yeah. thought that the US had fired to them mm. and they were deciding whether or not to respond or whether or not it was an error. And stuff like that terrifies me because we are literally two so, button presses yeah. away from the entire the planet. entire world just engaging in a global war. Happy days. Yep. Cool. The bleakest episode of the podcast yet. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but linking onto that, I mean, I don't know, was there anything else that you'd seen? Um, kind of, but I'm going to chat about it in my unpopular, unpopular opinion. opinion. Well, a nice segue from nuclear warfare. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the new series that started on BBC called Years and Years. No. Oh my days. I really want to. It is incredible. Like, I love Black Mirror and things like that where they kind of give you an idea of what the future could be but with this dark twist because I think ultimately technology isn't the nicest thing all of the time and we always have a way of using it in the way that it probably shouldn't be used um but years and years I think takes a different approach it's written by Russell T Davis who obviously I loved when he was involved with Doctor Who and it's like I kind of say it's like a, a British black mirror but kind of funny in places as well and but it really does have those emotional beats which is great um i think two episodes we're two episodes in now and it kind of it starts with the birth of a child in this family and there's uh, brothers and sisters and a grandma and this the brothers and sisters are all different kind of people all from different walks of life in kind of british society it starts with the birth of this child and then this montage just happens because one of the characters just kind of says, I wouldn't want to raise a child in this world. I wouldn't want to see what, what happens to them. So obviously the series is going through what's going to ultimately happen. But it starts like in present day. So Brexit, Donald Trump, all of this is part of the of the series. Um, and then, yeah, just out of nowhere, America fires a nuclear bomb. And then you kind of... You, you think that that would become like the core of it, but it, it doesn't... Um, and yeah, it's just really eye-opening to kind of see how fragile society is, I guess. Because all of these things that we kind of know and love now are so easily taken away. So I definitely recommend that. It's probably fast becoming my new favourite show. Okay, on the iPlayer? So yeah, yeah, no, definitely check, check it out. It's <laughs> really good. To watch. Charlie mentioned this earlier, but The Rain is back on yes. Netflix Yay! as well. Which is... Stunning series. I think I've got to rewatch like the last couple of episodes of the first series because there was such a big gap. Yeah. Between them both being on Netflix, that I've completely forgotten how it. I think I remember how it ended, yeah. but I want to refresh myself before. Just it, it does um, at the start of the second series give you a recap. Oh, good. So I'll that's just uh, I'll crack that's a bonus. Yeah, but it's yeah, very I, good. I think series. I need to check it out. You definitely yeah. recommended it when you when you watched. Yeah, it. I think I watched like I thought. Oh, it's it's. Something because you know everything on Netflix. Some things are really super good. Some things are a little bit. I think their series crap. are always legit. I think it's the original films that sometimes mm. are a little. Well, I was a bit open and iron about it, but I watched the trailer for it and I thought, oh yeah, no, this looks quite good. Watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, no, hooked, done, <laughs> that's it, finished. Yeah. And I think I, I watched it all in like a week. Yeah. Because it's Amazing. it is properly good. Yeah, and it's um it's Dutch. But it's redubbed, isn't it? But it's not annoyingly. Yeah, is it Dutch or Danish? D- one of the two. One of the. T- this is awful. We're terrible people. Yes, it's it's but one of the two. B. It just goes to show you just how much good TV there is out there, yeah. and yeah. also how much more we actually get to see now. Mm. Because that would have we wouldn't have seen that ten, no. fifteen years ago. No, it's true. No, you'd have. Yeah, it'd be very niche, and yeah. it'd be at like you've had a to weird see show or something. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, absolutely. Very, very good. I think it's very interesting that we've all spoken about TV series as well, pretty much, yeah. that we've kind of seen. Mm. There's, uh, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of cool stuff happening at the moment. Talking about TV. cool stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, Cage Pe- Corner's back. Oh, oh! God! <laughs> I wondered where this segment was going. Oh, she warned it in. Uh, this one's more of a little story about Nicolas Cage in his younger days. Oh. And uh, I his... Sit and listen to stories about Nick Cage <laughs> all day. And his friend Charlie Sheen. Oh, who he starred with in Deadfall, which is a fantastic film. And the copy that I have 
Has... <laughs> is it fantastic though? It. Mm. <laughs> do you say every film that Nick Cage every is in? Every film is, that Nick Cage in is, is a fantastic, fantastic <laughs> film. Yeah, but this one is particularly fantastic. And I say that the copy that I've got, I think what's happened is much like Friends, where it's sort of been redone for widescreen and things are in there now that shouldn't, shouldn't be in have there. Been. <laughs> yeah, um, you can t- you can see the the top of the sets in quite a few shots. Oh, yeah, um, that happened right. with the Buffy transfer, didn't it? Oh, did it? When as they well? went to HD, like the crew were just at the edge because it was four by three, and then yeah. they just used the film. Yeah, no, sorry. But, um, so yeah, Charlie Sheen, Nicholas Cage, Diane <laughs> Deadpool, and this was very importantly got to stress that this was pre. 9-11 so the, oh, okay. this is uh, I feel like this is about to go to a real dark place well no yeah, yeah. not a dark place <laughs> just you can see why the like, airline security wasn't what it is now yeah so they were on the plane uh, Charlie and Nick uh, I can't remember where they were going but Nick Cage decides to play a prank on everyone in the plane <laughs> by wandering up to the front taking the uh, the intercom that the <laughs> the stewards and stewardesses use, and basically announcing to the whole, uh, the whole plane that he is the pilot and that he's lost control of the aircraft. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Oh gosh! Oh, um, and he basically gets told that he needs to go and sit down and it'll be arrested <laughs> when he lands. He thinks this is hilarious. Charlie Sheen's sweating next to him because he's got an eight ball of cocaine strapped to his leg. <laughs> <laughs> this um, film is fantastic. <laughs> that's not a film. Oh, this is, is the truth. This is the true story. No. This what? Is the true story. Um, <laughs> so he's he's panicking that, oh my God, we, we're going to land. They're going to arrest me, which is, I can probably talk myself out of this, but Char- they're going to find the fact that Charlie's got a lot of cocaine on him. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, they, they land and apparently Nick Cage manages to use his charm and talk himself out of what he calls airport jail. But then also get Charlie Sheen off and away with his with his coke. So <laughs> nice little story there. Oh my uh, gosh! About wow. Nick Cage and his best buddy Charlie Sheen. Almost wow. apt when I um. I legit thought that was a plot of a movie. I did not <laughs> realise um, that was real life. I saw a meme on Facebook earlier that was like beauty bloggers applying like liquid eyeliner, and then there was a clip of Nicolas Cage. Being like the me, like the every every man, every woman comparison of trying to do liquid eyeliner just with a paintbrush of like black shit, just like <laughs> drawing a circle around from his Zandily. eye. I don't know what I film it was the from. One where he covers himself in paint. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that you just know that is everything. <laughs> there, there was a, there was a woman just playing some really nice winged eyeliner. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then the comparison was like Nicolas Cage with a paintbrush just painting black all over his eyes. Yeah, eyeballs. he he basically <laughs> swims in that at the end. Lovely. Oh, covers himself in black paint. Oh, great film. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. Let's go as far to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Shall we get to the the crux of, of the episode? Which I'm scared. I think we may have stolen from Radio 1 slightly. I with... may have been driving to a gig when I thought this would make a good idea for a thing. That Thanks, we Greg do. James. Um, Unpopular opinions, based on film, I think. Yes, Yes. mine. mine, Well, I've got one and a half. Yeah, mine's mine's a a one and a half. I kind of really struggled with with this, in all (laughs) honesty. Um, But I'm interested to see what you guys say and fight you on it. I'm just going to upset you 100%. Okay, shall I? I'll go with. (laughs) Are we going with just horror, or are we going with? Kind of some movie opinions. I, on horror I kept it to I kept it to horror. Yeah. I kept I it tried horror. To. Although I have got quite a controversial mainstream movie one, which I think we discussed off sound. Off sound. Off, cool. off, off of the off, sound. Off, sound yeah. off of podcast. Off sound. Last time, but I have kept mine to horror for this. Awesome. I'll I'll give you the one that links first to something that I saw last week. Okay. Okay. So I've been quite excited for some time. Uh, the Satori screen screenings at the Quad. They mm. were showing a double bill of the original Japanese Ring oh, yeah. and yes. uh, Audition. Yes. And on popular opinion, Japanese Ring ain't scary. Oh no! This was no, going to be one of no. mine. That I think the American oh, version no. is better. No, right? no. Now I'm not saying that it's not a good film. I think it's an amazing film. I think it's brilliant. I really enjoyed it. But. I would say it is more of a mystery mm. thriller 
I was not scared at once. I was tense, but mm. I think that was because I was... It had been built up so much that it was going to be, like, so scary. Mm. And I think maybe the fact that the whole Japanese ghost girl thing has been mm. done to death now... Yeah. When she finally crawls out of the TV, I was like, ah, oh, there it is. That's what I mean. I was going to say, because you've maybe watched that kind of post-Japanese mm. horror wave that we had, um, do you think that's why it's maybe not so scary? Because that image, like, initially could have been quite jarring and yeah. made you feel kind of uncomfortable if you I hadn't think, seen it repeated and repeated. I think if I'd have seen it when it came out, yeah. I would have pooed my pants. But still, <laughs> it nice. just out like an otter. <laughs> it would have... I don't know, it just... I wouldn't really class it as a horror film in mm. a weird way. I, I think it's a, a thriller. Mm. I think oh, it's a very, wait. very good thriller. See, I, I think that the Japanese ones are, like, worse... I think there's like there's a lot of moments of like quiet in them. Like I, I I'm speaking like about the ring, but also about the grudge as well. I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of moments of you're waiting for something to happen that never quite got, and so you just feel physically like. But the approach is a lot differently, whole, isn't it? Into like yeah. how scenes are staged. I how I kind of got are. a little bit bored with the kind of melodramatic what I'd say is melodramatic acting in the American ring I think like in the Japanese version there's a lot more tension yeah. for me and I think it, mm. it it makes you feel a lot more uncomfortable like with the American one I feel like it was very much dumbed down for the, the American one was more jump scary yeah, yeah but it was very much dumbed down like you were kind of beaten over the head with the idea of something rather than it just I absolutely loved the American Ring. Like, I think uh, Ring 2 obviously deviated and kind of went into a different direction, but, and Rings, which we don't need, even need to bother mentioning that. But I don't know, I, I really liked the American version of the Ring. I thought it was really interesting. I think the grudge, I agree with you. I think the Japanese oh, version the Japanese is probably version a little scarier. Um, but I think part of the reason maybe the a little scarier when they're in their native language, I think, is because you don't fully understand what's mm. going on. It's like uh, with Wreck and Quarantine. Ugh. I think because I'd already seen Wreck, uh, I knew what to expect, obviously, in Quarantine. But with me not understanding kind of what was being said and having to read the subtitles and, I don't know, obviously uh, different countries and different languages have different rhythms. I think that can be a little scary sometimes. Mm. I think as well, it's when you watch a horror film from a country that isn't your own or isn't isn't American Mm. or isn't Western. Yeah. It's that sort of unknown aspect to it. Yeah. This is a a different culture. It's got, there's a different vibe to it totally, which can really put you on edge. And I think, you know, it did that, Mm. but I didn't think it was scary. I um, saw, obviously you mentioned the, the screenings at Quad, uh, there was the film that you mentioned a couple of podcasts back with the security guard and the zip tie. Oh. Watch that clip. Mm. Um, and yeah, dream, so dream not home. on. So not on. Is the one where he gets like the Stanley knife and just... Oh my God, it is awful. Stabs yeah. himself it's in the neck. It's frigging awful. Like, but in a really good way. So well done. But yeah, I mean, I think that is probably what's more expected from Asian cinema though now is kind yeah. of like the over-the-top violence. And, and this, mm. that, that leads me yeah. on to Audition, which we saw as well. Mm. Which had been built up to me as, uh, like, absolutely kind of disgusting, the bit that happens at the end, like, the the whole, mm. I guess what you call, like, the torture sequence. Mm. But tame, I think, mm. in comparison to probably, again, what is on screen now. Yeah. But at the time, I suppose you've got to use, like, context like I think at, that's it at the time I remember watching audition a long 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 time ago and it was absolutely horrendous mm. when I watched it but I think I probably agree like now like the torture sequence wouldn't be a shocking because of other things that have happened I since. think it's very hard to shock audiences though now isn't it oh yeah because hard. the real world is usually a lot scarier like yeah. if you go on the internet you'll probably I can remember there was a time where literally every other report on the news was like about journalists or someone like being beheaded and yeah. there being a video mm. online so 
that sort of stuff in films isn't as shocking, I guess, as it would be maybe even ten years ago or so. Or, well, that's it. I mean, yeah, auditions about must be twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you forget, don't you, that it's that's yeah. actually quite a long time ago. Mm. I think yeah. One thing yeah. that I did learn um, in relation to the, the Japanese Ring mm. was that it was filmed back to back with uh, a sequel. Oh. Called uh, I think it was called Spiral. I might be wrong, but it came out at exactly the same time at the cinema. It was like in a weird experiment where Ring came out and its sequel came out at the same time. That's crazy. And just completely bombed. Really? And then they just basically sort of brushed it under the carpet and then made Ring 2. Because oh. they... So Ring did well. Ring did well. The Spiral I think or the it was sequel. Spiral. Just absolutely bombed. bombed. Different director, same cast. Uh, just didn't work, apparently. That's so but yeah, A strange way cool to idea. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to be seeing more and more kind of things like that actually happening. Like, mm. more often, like, with unique releases and... and because... I don't know. There has to be something now to get people's attention. Do you, yeah. know, do you know what I mean? Mm. And yeah. Um, and obviously, with the likes of Netflix and stuff, you you pretty much do get. I mean, I know films do generally film back to back. Like Avengers, for example, they filmed all of that like last year, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And I know, obviously, Endgame's only just come out, but and you get the simultaneous releases with. Netflix and the cinema, Sky Cinema yeah. and, yeah. and the yeah. theatres. But they did that with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the original ones, didn't they? They kind of just didn't mm. stop shooting. Yeah. They just yeah. carried on. It was such a mammoth production there, wasn't yeah. it, that one? I think they had, was it something ridiculous? Like 80, Sophie will probably know this if she was here, 18 years of pre-production, or not 18 years of pre-production, but the whole trilogy yeah. including pre-production took 18 years I bet it did yeah. to make and do and me. film and mm. well they, they'd, they'd have to wait for the technology to, to develop because I know that they were like one of the first ones to use the like the cloning of um, well Weta developed like, like the, the specialist yeah. like stuff the didn't they yeah, for... yeah absolutely mm. um, stuff like that but yeah so, mm. so Liam interesting unpopular opinion okay well my unpopular opinion, I guess, is I actually favour some of the remakes that have come out to the originals. So kind of similar, I guess, in kind of what you've said. And then some of the remakes that I think have been heavily favoured to the originals, I kind of disagree with. So I'll, I'll specify, I guess, more in okay, terms of the, the films I'm talking about. So I personally think that the Evil Dead remake uh, in 2013, I believe it was, that came out, Far surpasses the original. Would you argue though that it's a totally different film? Yes and no, because I think yes. Obviously, we've got a completely different protagonist. We haven't got Ash. We haven't got the. It, it was a very different tone. I think the original went for laughs and seeing hose pipes sticking out of people's cheeks and blood gushing and all of that sort of jazz. Whereas I think the the remake's a lot the remake darker, isn't it? It's a lot more polished, a lot darker, a lot more serious. Um, but I think that's why I enjoyed it um, a lot more because I didn't really enjoy Ash vs Evil Dead. I, I think the tone for me is kind of what I don't mm. I don't like. Um, Friday the Thirteenth, the remake, which basically encompasses the first three original films into kind of one, I think is is amazing. Oh, it's the opening sequence of the remake that shits me up something horrendous well, I think it's, it's the bit where it's he's great. Just, he runs towards the woman yeah it's like backing away from I don't know why I'm demonstrating because it's a podcast but he, <laughs> he just swings the machete just as it cuts to like yeah. then the present day so it's f***ing horrendous yeah really really good and I mean just adding like subtle things to it um, like for example Jason running made it terrifying mm. so we, when we're talking about the remake of yeah. Friday the 13th which when was this? 2014, 2009. I think it was. Was, it 2000, was it really that? I thought it was a lot later than that. 2009, no. Yeah, because it's 10 years since the remake was out. Oh, God. Damn. Yeah, 2009, that, that one came out. Um, but then, more recently, we've had Halloween, which technically wasn't a remake. Obviously, it's a sequel, but really, really good response from fans. It was the film that they all wanted. Halloween, to me, is probably my favourite uh, horror film ever. The original, um, I really didn't dig this sequel remake, reimagining, rebirth. 
Dare I ask where you stand on the Rob Zombie remake? Um. So with the new one, because I just, personally just quite like out. the Rob Zombie. Everyone's going to yes. come for me now on social no. media, but I personally quite like the Rob Zombie. Version. I do. I like the aesthetic. Not the second one. Though. I like that they approached it differently. I like that it did try and offer something new. Mm. Um, because for me, that's where I enjoy remakes is when they take something that works and then they uh, kind of. To me, try the, in the different. Rob Zombie one, the bit where he he gets the big freaking piece of tree yeah. and beats the crap well, out a kid of the bullies kill another kid it's is, horrendous it's not something that you used to yeah, see yeah no that's not okay and, yeah so I like the brutality I guess of that but for me with the new Halloween that came out so happy to get Jamie Lee Curtis back but for me the saving grace was like the last 15 minutes up until that point yeah there were some nice nods and references to the original but I thought it was overall pretty terrible I just really didn't have a good time with it um, but again, remake-wise, technically horror, I think it is. I really, really loved the latest version of Ghostbusters with the female cast, which is a very one. unpopular opinion because I, I think loved for a long that. time that, that trailer was the most unliked video ever on YouTube and I got into many a, an argument with people <laughs> on social media about that. Um but I, I don't see how you you why well, you can't enjoy the original and the new one. Unless I do it's think the that... Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, but then I do agree that Carrie as well, for example, because I think was awful remakes. If you are not Robert England, you are not Freddy Krueger. I don't have a problem with I can't remember his name, and I'm shooting myself in the foot. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Thank you. No, not Jeffrey no, Dean Morgan. Jeffrey the guy who plays um, Rorschach. Rorschach in Watchmen is, is Freddy Krueger in the remake. No. It's, it is a name like that, but I can't remember. Um, it's going to bug me now. Oh, my God, I do know his name. Um, Just wait a minute. Is Jeffrey Dean Morgan a person? Yes, yeah, he is. He is he also is. in Watchmen. Yeah. He played the comedian. Oh. We're, we're Googling now. And he's in Supernatural as well. Uh, no, Jackie O'Haley. Jackie. Jackie. Jeffrey Earl Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. But him. I've got nothing against him. I think he's fantastic in Watchmen. But Freddy Krueger, you are not. See, and I think he the was. The makeup was awful. It was too digitised. And I just. I, there was. It was. What we were talking about, I can't remember on a previous episode, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake for me. It was. <laughs> You've literally done what I do with ET. You've just brought Nightmare on Elm Street into every, every episode. That's what so I bring to far. the podcast. Every episode. It, the kids were just a bit too squeaky clean I think they were also adults they weren't really kids yeah and it just felt a bit too much like adults playing kids and they were all very polished and nice and they mm. they had like oh we've got such teenage angst problems and it, like it was no. but that's not an unpopular opinion because I think everyone pans that yeah. that is the, one of the worst remakes ever but yeah I'd say that my unpopular opinion is that some of the remakes I've personally enjoyed what they've offered when they've offered something different Okay. Because to me, that should be the point of it. I think that's fair. I think if you're going to remake a film, yeah, do don't something. just do it shot for shot. Yeah. Like Psycho. Yeah. Try <gasps> and at Although, least... the remake in the 90s, watch that on Netflix quite recently. No. Not mad at it. No. Not mad at it. Vince Vaughn playing... Um, no. Well, Vince Vaughn's actually very good very in quite no. a lot no, of no, them. No, no, very no, no, good no, no, actor. No. Julianne Moore as well. Julianne Moore. No, I must say, involved. the only... The only th- Psycho like remake that I'm not I suppose saying it, it I is like the is original. the Bates Motel series. Mm. Other than that, apart from where Rihanna came into it and played Marion Crane, that can just get. F- um, I'll beep that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that annoyed me quite considerably because I just thought there were so many better actresses out there that could have played her. Sounded um, a bit like stunt casting. Yeah, it hundred percent was. One hundred percent was. Let's Rihanna's got a makeup line out. Let's sell her makeup by yeah. putting her in a TV series. Let's sell the TV series by bringing her makeup. I think it was is, it was an inspired casting. We'll it say was that. Stupid. But I don't. I didn't personally think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. It didn't take anything away from it, and I actually kind of liked the little twist and spin that they did on it because it didn't happen. Obviously, exactly like it no, did in it, the movie, it which was nice. It so. didn't, which was it's nice. Good. But yeah. I, with the Psycho remakes, they can all just be gone. Unless it's Bates Motel or the original, I ain't interested. Okay, Charlie, hit us with your opinion. Well, I've got one and a half, so I'll go with my half first. My half is because I did have, not 100%, but I have slightly changed my mind on it. Interesting. So when, but I still I still do stand by it to a point. 
I think that Alien is a very, very overrated film. And the first time I watched it, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I thought it was just really boring. But saying that, I don't know whether it's because I watched it when I was studying film at college and because I was watching it with like a student head on rather than watching it with like a cinema fans head on that I really didn't like it. But I, I, I struggle a lot with space films. So for me, it was like aliens in space. Eh. Yeah, I was going to say you really struggle with sci-fi. I think uh, in general, yeah, it's not I, really your I, cup of tea. Yeah, there, I'm. There are. It takes a lot to impress me with a sci-fi film. I think because I think they can be very hokey and very daft. And I, to a point, I think that's where I struggled with Alien. I thought it was a little bit hokey in places and I... quite slow. Mm. Um, boring and yeah sorry Mm, i've offended a lot of people no you've not offended me because i hadn't seen alien until quite recently Mm. um we went to see it um at the cinema as one of these right revival screenings Mm. and one thing that i thought stood up well was how it looked i didn't think it looked hokey at all i think it Mm. i thought it would look fantastic but i do sort of get the boring thing it's very slow. I mean, I've watched mm. it again since studying it, and I think Liam, you made me watch it because you you really wanted me to change my mind on it. I, I just I think you did. needed another yeah, another watch. And I do appreciate it, and I appreciate the makeup, and I appreciate the effects, and I appreciate Sigourney Weaver, like yes, female empowerment, like badass woman. But I still stand by that it is quite overrated and it is quite boring, and it takes a long time to get to its point. I yeah, I think that's. One of the things I'll agree with you on, aside from everything else you've said, is <laughs> I think every time I watch it, I always forget how long it is. Because it's like, and is it how long like it does take to get to the bits that you kind of remember. Yeah, um, see, for me, it's the bit where the alien's yeah. in her face and she's like, oh, no, and this where definitely John what Hurt's she says, yeah. face, uh, John Hurt's face, John Hurt's chest explodes. Other mm. than that, I'm not really interested. Yeah. I mean, I think, but that's the thing. I think it's because it's celebrated 40 years, hasn't it, this mm. year? Like, this month, actually. Um, and I, like you said, I still think it looks incredible. And that's obviously partly down to um, HR Geiger things. being involved and them having such a solid design. Because I don't think anyone had ever seen an alien like that before. I don't think we've seen an alien like that since, really. Mm. Like, everything then gets compared to Alien. Yeah. So that is, that shows you... That that's kind of set the groundwork for for what, what I think you do. it's done a lot for the genre mm. of like sci-fi horror films. But well, yeah, it's a haunted house in space. Isn't yeah, it? that's but that's I've, crazy. Cool. I do think it takes a long bloody time to get to. Talking um, of taking a long bloody time to get anywhere. Yes. You know what else can do one in my opinion. <laughs> Two thousand and one, a space odyssey. Oh my oh. gosh, yes, masterpiece. <laughs> but Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Give me an energy drink. I. It's very long, isn't it? Can't be doing with it. And mm. I, I think the thing is, as a as a film fan and somebody who watches quite a lot of film and is into film, it's very indulgent, isn't it? I, I, I feel like that's wrong of me not to like it. But it. Takes but it is about... one of those films that everyone's like, you have to like it, otherwise you can't possibly like films. It's about it? half but... an hour of the think, monkeys I at the start. And... I, can't, I, I, I was bored after the monkeys. That and Blade Runner as well. I really didn't like Blade Runner at all. The original really did not like the Blade Runner 2049 either. Which is crazy because that's I'm that aesthetic. It should <laughs> be up your street. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. 80s, but isn't it? I guess 2001 A Space Odyssey gorgeous to look at pioneered so so much oh, and again say that was made in the 60s because it was wasn't it literally one of the, one looks, of the first films on colour as well I, it, I believe it looks just as good now it looks incredible it, now then it looks crazy it was on TV the other day and I was yeah. showed Haley bits of it but I've got a what oh, <laughs> can't yeah. be doing with it I'm sorry yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's too much yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Cool. I agree with you on that one. There, there, Maybe not so unpopular, that one, I've, but yeah. I've got one that you ain't going to agree with. Oh, oh I've got wait. another one that he's definitely not going to agree um, with. I'm just going to pick up a nice heavy drinks bottle now, <laughs> just for waiting for this opinion. I mean, this is very much a, a, a personal opinion, but slasher films just don't do it for me. Oh, oh no. I 
can't even tell you to get out because we're in your house. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, well, is it just because it is so formulaic? You just kind of you're a bit bored, or th- or did you not like gore and seeing people die? It's not. It's not the gore. Well, yeah, because actually you you are a bit of a gore fiend. I yeah, think. I, I mean, I quite like watching people get dismembered in horrendous <laughs> ways. I also like watching it on film. Yeah, but cool, cool. I don't know. <laughs> they just don't tickle my pickle. <laughs> Float my boat. So horror for you, you like more maybe psychological, supernatural sort of things. I would rather to... watch uh, a spooky haunted house film. So you'd yeah. rather watch something like The Conjuring than like Halloween. Yes. Mm. One hundred percent. Do you know what? I can, I can see that, but I am very much a defender of the slasher. Oh, I think that's what's so unique about horror, though, is the fact that I think that you're very much a horror fan, which is why we get on so well. But you don't have to like slasher films to still be a massive horror fan because there's so many subgenres in yeah. horror and so many angles you can take to scare someone. There's some that I can get behind more. I will get behind Halloween more than I'll get behind Friday the 13th. I thought you yes. were going to come for Nightmare on Elm Street then, which is I why you I thought you were going to come for Scream, and I also got a little bit... No, I like Scream because Scream does something different with yes. it and subverts it. Yeah, yeah. Dare I ask where you stand on Nightmare on Elm Street in terms of the Slash universe? Because that's very 80s. It's I really like 80s. the remake, the original... Um, <laughs> you are such a <laughs> No, I, um, I have no strong opinions on Nightmare on Elm Street. Basically, I, I, well, I it's no great that Charlie makes up for that yeah. every I make podcast. Up for it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. If if it came on TV, I would, I, I wouldn't. What if the one? remote was broken? You'd leave it on because you I'd, can't change channel. <laughs> I'd, I'd make a cup of tea. I think to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really bothered. I, yeah. I, that's the thing. I, I, I tried the other week um, to watch a few of the Halloween films. Because yeah. I just I was like oh I'll give them a, I'll give them a go. It was because um, Dave Hastings was on about them. Mm. Uh, he's a big fan of Halloween. Oh yeah, yeah. And I feel I fear I'll never speak to him again, which is a shame because <laughs> you've got pickups to shoot. I've got pickups to shoot, and he sorts me out with um, what we do in the shadows. But you know, oh, I just they do get. I, I think like all the franchises though, because even this is true with like Saw. Um, they, get they, to a they point start, I think, where very they need strong, to stop. <laughs> and that's why they're popular. Yeah, because they offer something. Friday the Thirteenth was definitely born out of the fact that Halloween was successful, so they were like, "Let's do Halloween with gore, violence, everything that Halloween didn't have because it didn't need, yeah. because it was perfect." Uh, but then the Halloween films then slowly then went on to become more about the spectacle of the killing and and things like that. So they lost what made them special. So. I'm not going to be offended if you don't like Whereas, the other Halloweens. Nightmare on Elm Street started hokey and over the top as shit and continued to but be somehow hokey and... became worse. <laughs> yeah, get to like Dream Warriors and then stop. And then really picked up with that remake. Well, no, but number two, number two, Freddy's Revenge is, I think number two is Freddy's Revenge. Yeah, maybe. Part two. Part two, so, anyway. No, no, no. Part is one is awful. awesome. Part two is okay. Part three is like... Great. Yeah. Awesome. Which is the one where his tongue comes out of the phone? Part that's one. The part one. Part one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's that's the original. It's where she's on the <laughs> phone to Johnny Depp, and she's like, "Greg, you shit," because he fell asleep. Uh, and then doesn't he say, "I'll be your boyfriend now, Nancy?" Yeah. And then and he's then just, just <laughs> making out with a chin, because <laughs> that's what women love. Well, a bit of chin on chin. Chin I'm on chin. Gonna, on I chin think the slasher discussion segues onto my other one, which I'm you dare. really you scared. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna really offend my other half right now, and I'm probably gonna upset Dave Hastings as well, which is great because I've got to do the second one. Halloween. Halloween. Like, oh, see, Michael Myers just isn't scary to me. I can't even look at you, Charlie. <laughs> I, for for the record, right. can it be noted I'm not looking at Charlie? <laughs> um, for the record, Liam is. Looking away from Charlie. For the record, Liam can walk back from Derby to Oh, that is, that is fine. I would gladly get the bus. And, right, and watch so, Halloween on the way home. Good. No, no, no. Right, okay. I'm not hating on the Halloween films. I enjoy the Halloween films. I just don't find Michael scary. He's just a bloke in a boiler suit with a William Shatner mask on and a big old knife. 
He's just a serial killer. Just. Whereas there's something about just. Jason and Freddy that is supernatural that scares me a whole lot more than just a dude in a mask. See, I think that's why it's different and why yeah, I find no, it Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not different, but it's not scary. Anyone could be Michael Myers, and I think that's the point of it, is that yeah, anyone but... could pick up a knife, put on a boiler suit and a white mask and go and kill someone. And that's very real, and that's what happens. Yeah, but Whereas I just Jason don't find him very scary at all. He's back from the dead. Freddy is in your nightmares and, yeah, and dreams. which is what's terrifying. Oh, no, it's shit, mate. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's just something like... I I do like the Halloween films. I do... I I enjoy them, and I think they're good. And it ha- they do have a lot of iconic horror moments in them. But as a villain... He just walks about. What, what's, what's missing for you then? Why don't you like him as a villain? I don't. Maybe the theatrical. It, maybe it's yeah. just like the theatrical side of me that wants a bit more something from a serial killer. But to me, he just kind of wanders around with a knife in a mask. And to me, it's just like that's you know there's there's like you said. I think it's you say like it makes it scarier because it could be anyone. But to me, it's just like. Well, there's a hundred Michael Myers out there, and it's like it's obviously a bit bo- he, it makes it boring. Nightmare on Elm Street, he does what he does in those films because ultimately, what obviously the parents have done. So he's very much on a mission, he's and however a, yeah. convoluted it becomes, they're all somehow related to being on Elm Street and being those kids there. So mm-hmm. to me, that's not frightening because just move bloody house. You're not related to being on, on Elm, Elm Street, Street and every also, state, which yeah, is and what also made it, what was clever about the time as a viewer. You know full well that you ain't on Elm Street. Exactly. So why would you be scared? Also, Friday the 13th, you go to that that Camp Crystal Crystal Lake and that's where he gets you because you're literally on his land. (laughs) Don't be a... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Let's not go to Texas. Like, I know that that Halloween is in Haddonfield. Don't go to Haddonfield. Don't be a pot-smoking, drinking babysitter. End of story. Happy days. But she isn't. That's the point. Yeah, but the rest of them are. Which is why they die. But... Yeah, but I I don't know. I just don't find Michael very scary. I feel like he's very random. And I think that's what was good in the newer film, was that it wasn't methodical and there wasn't reasoning necessarily behind it. The, The only reason, obviously, those two characters were reunited is because Laurie wanted to kill him. It wasn't because he escaped to kill her because he literally just goes to the first house, picks up the first weapon he can find and then does what he does yeah, best and, I, I get and then that. gets a knife. I get it. that. And I get, I get the point that you're making. But to me, I've never found Halloween scary. Ever. Whereas watching Friday the 13th, there were moments where I jumped. I do find Jason Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. scared the absolute shit out of me as a kid. Halloween... I appreciate it for everything that it did for the genre, and that's where it ends for me. Sorry, my darling. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, everybody. Apology just... not accepted. <laughs> so, cool. And no, I'm not saying that they're crap. This is, this is the biggest thing that I want to... I'm not saying that the like, Halloween is crap film. That's the thing. I, I said, love them. I said the, the rings wasn't scary. Yeah. But I thought, I thought it was good. But yeah. I, just, I just don't find Michael Myers as a villain that's scary. I just... I feel like, yeah, it's clever that, like, John Carpenter played on the whole, like, it could be anyone, but to me it's kind of, oh, well, it just could be anyone. There's nothing exciting about that for me. Okay. Okay. That's weird that, it's weird (laughs) that your reason for not liking it is the reason that That Liam likes it so Mm. much, yeah. 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 Whereas, yeah. I suppose that's, well, that's the whole point of it, though, isn't it? It's opinion. Everything's subjective, and that's why I think, I think... The, the the issue is, you know, if those films came out today, those cl- the classic films, mm. I don't think there would be the response that there there is that there was when they came out. I yeah. think it's because people hadn't necessarily seen something like that, so that's why it became so iconic, and that's why they've become the characters we all talk about. And I think maybe the reason that I perhaps don't find Michael scary in comparison to like Leatherface, Freddy, Jason is because I came to Halloween after I came to the others. Mm. So I watched Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre before I then watched Halloween. So you had this sort of So I had this, yeah, preconceived idea of what, like, a yeah. slasher villain was and, like, obviously the other three are very big and flamboyant and there's something mm. 
quite like you were saying quite I think it's theatrical about to them whereas Michael, though, isn't it? Yeah. Halloween I watched after the rest of them and I was like well why does everybody go on about how terrifying Michael Myers is because he really isn't that scary but maybe if I'd have watched them like you were saying with the ring films maybe if you'd watched them the other way around yeah I don't know maybe I would find Michael scary but I just don't I think um, to maybe add to, to kind of that because in a similar sort of way to what you've said um, what might be an unpopular opinion with horror is that I don't find uh, Chucky or dolls or anything like that remotely scary. Um, I think, obviously, with the Annabelle films, they've done their best to try and make that as scary as possible because it's technically a demon moving through the doll, so it's kind of not the doll itself. Mm. Um, But with the Chucky films, even as a kid, where I think... I think it was clever that obviously in Child's Play it's a doll versus a kid and obviously with the remake we're getting that's coming out mm. the the same idea's there but I've always just thought why don't you just kick it in the face and like just see I used to think that about the Child's Play films and then I watched Dead Silence don't like dolls but porcelain looking it... dolls Ch- mm. Chucky doesn't scare me but you know like the more porcelain, like ventriloquist, the sort doll. of dead-eyed. Yeah, but I think that's more. No. I can find it a bit boring. Mm, I, I don't know. I, I did I, like Dead Silence, though. I think with um, with films like Chucky and things like that, I yeah. think if you have kind of an inbuilt phobia of the dolls yeah. and things like that, then they are going to scare the absolute living but yeah, yeah but I think that's or, what's, what's so good about horror in, like we were saying before there's so many sub-genres of it there's mm. something for every what everybody yeah. that like scares you whereas like, I find slasher films other than Nightmare on Elm Street that did scare me I find slasher films quite a lot of fun to yeah. watch whereas more paranormal things they're the things that stay with me mm. like the ghosty things like the conjuring things like that they're the things that make me check behind my shower curtain before I go to bed at night or run up yeah. the stairs after I've turned all the lights off. You see, what's weird with me is I I don't like slasher films in the sense that they don't scare me, I'm not I'm not too I'm no. not bothered. But home invasion ones get to me. Yeah, like the strangers. The strangers you're next, I guess, to a degree as ruins well. Me. Yeah. It's yeah. But it's because again though, I think they're more rooted in realism. That could happen mm. to... And there is that, that randomness. See, interestingly yeah. enough, and I think this might be connected with the whole Michael Myers not being scary thing, like, I appreciate home invasion films, but I don't find them that scary. Well, I that find to me is insane. things very, very scary. Was and it the, I don't know why. Was it The Strangers, uh, where at the end it says, why did you why did you do it? And it was yeah. because you were home. Yeah. It, and that's that, awful, but that's that, so that is, as a concept, is very, very scary. But, like, I don't know, like, home invasion films just kind of the thing is these it's things the, happen it's the gore and the horrendousness that's like it's unnerving and it's not nice to watch but I don't know I just don't find them overly yeah. shocking and well, shocking yes but scary no it's paranormal things okay so now that Liam officially hates Charlie and that they've split up ending <laughs> seven year not even in the room anymore <laughs> just <laughs> yeah Liam's phoning this one in now because Charlie's <laughs> kicked him out ma'am um Next month, we are going to be talking monster movies, so creature features, in honour of Godzilla, which is coming out very, very soon. King of the Monsters. Wednesday! Seeing it opening night, IMAX 3D. Amazing. Liam's going to absolutely just splurge all over my seat. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Godzilla, the, 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 the. more recent one that just came out is probably the film that I've seen the most at the cinema. I went to see it three times. I was going to say, oh, you wow. went to see it quite a lot, didn't you? Yeah. I really, really loved it. Plus, I love Mike Doherty, so I'm very excited to see what he does with this. Yay. Yeah. This is the prequel to Godzilla, The Inevitable versus Kong, isn't it? Godzilla. Yeah, which they're, they're shooting. Kong. So, as we were saying, shooting back to back, they're, they're shooting Godzilla vs. Kong in Australia. Well, I think they've just wrapped. So... So we, we could chat monster movie mashups next week as well. Oh, 100%. And by week, I mean month. You do indeed, Jono. Because, because <laughs> this is a monthly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so monster movie mashups. So it could be big budget ones, it could be low budget I ones. I think it could we be should all watch like a really good one, like a good one. Or like we, well, we should all try and see Godzilla. Then we should have a really like shit one. 
Okay. Like a terrible one. And maybe oh like try and God, talk I've about some classics as well. I don't even know if it's technically a monster movie, but I think I've got one. Excellent. <laughs> there yeah. is, back onto the ring one, there is a ring versus grudge film. Oh, yeah. Oh, Basically Freddy versus Jason, but just two girls that look very similar. I mean, it's, <laughs> by all accounts, fantastic. So I think I have seen a little bit of the showdown. I'm sure there's like there's some weird way that they get them together. Like, they lure the grudge girl out of the house and then a well appears and it's just, it's Because odd. why not? Because the well's definitely at the end of the garden where Amazing. the grudge happened. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I think that about wraps up this month's podcast. Yay. Yeah. Excellent news. Thank you for listening, I guess, guys. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Please we'll don't s- send us lots of hate on social media. That would be great. Well, if you want to <laughs> send Charlie. No. Charlie Clark actress on Facebook. Excellent. Just, just want to... Michael Myers fan club will get on there. No, I'm not hating the Halloween films. I just don't find Michael scary. Sorry (sighs) about it. Every time she says it, it's I've been sacked blow. off this podcast, haven't I? And quickly <laughs> being cropped out of "You Are My Sunshine" as we speak. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> it's it's only fair. Yeah, I think it's so. Only fair. I think so. Just ending my career on that <laughs> that opinion. Good. It's all good. So we will uh, see you next time. So remember, keep it creepy, and see you on the other side. <laughs> oh, we've bought it back. So proud. Yes. Hello and welcome to this, the blah shitty bollocks. What episode are we on? Uh, that's what I forgot. That's Three. what I forgot. Four. Episode four. And four keep saying four. monthly. Yes. Don't say weekly. Don't say weekly again. Technically it's episode no. three because episode one came in two parts. Yeah. No, yeah. but I've changed it on SoundCloud. Yes. Also SoundCloud costs me 12 quid a month now to host this bastard. Okay, so people need it. to f- <laughs> Yeah, you get like three hours upload oh, time. Oh, I thought SoundCloud it. was free. Same. For three hours it is. So <laughs> two episodes in we've that, so. Jesus Christ. Corporate I... bastards. <laughs> Thanks, Sorry. Sam. Um, how should we go again? Yeah, so episode four. Episode monthly. four. Great. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this episode four of Super Freak Media's monthly podcast, No Goals Allowed. Going to do that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot That's what you the were hosting the then, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs>